Welcome to this podcast, Magnified Word. My name's Jim Drinks. In this episode, we're going to be looking at the importance of holding on to God's Word, no matter what circumstances that you're in, because it's God's Word that's living and powerful, and it's God's Word that will equip you and enable you to stand in the midst of chaos. I want to spend some time in this episode in 2 Timothy. In Acts chapter 19, you can read about a great time in Asia Minor where everyone living in Asia heard the word of the Lord. And there was a day where the books that were used in magic and tapping into the devil's kingdom were burned and the word of God was mightily growing and prevailing. From the best that scholars know, it was probably about 10 years later when Second Timothy was written and at that time it was a much darker time. Second Timothy was the Apostle Paul writing to Timothy. In Second Timothy chapter one, verse fifteen, this thou knowest that all they which are in Asia be turned away from me, of whom are Phygelus and Hermogenes. So at the time Second Timothy was written, all those in Asia had turned away from Paul. And Second uh, Timothy chapter 4, verse 6 says, For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. See, also at this time, the Apostle Paul knew that he was about to die. And so this was the situation when Second Timothy was written. And he was writing to this younger man, Timothy, who was to carry on the work of moving the gospel of Christ, of moving God's word. And let's look at some of what he wrote to him. Back in chapter 1, of Second Timothy. In verse 13, Timothy was told to hold fast the form of sound words or healthy words which thou hast heard of me in faith and love which is in Christ Jesus. That good thing which was committed unto thee Keep by the Holy Ghost which dwelleth in us. What Timothy was to do in the midst of these bleak times was to hold on to the sound words, the healthy words. Those words will be found in the scriptures. And he was to guard that good stuff that had been committed to him 
that gospel of Christ and says he was to do it by the Holy Spirit. I bet Timothy spoke in tongues a lot to help him in this difficult task that he had been given. And let's look at the next chapter, chapter 2, verse 1. Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. So in the midst of these rough times, Timothy was to hold on to God's word and he was to commit it to faithful men who could teach it to others also. He was to keep spreading the word of God. And that's what we need to do too if we want this word of God to live beyond our lifetime because we're not going to be around forever in this life. So we need to find faithful men and teach them this word of God so that they can teach it to others. And let's look at chapter 4 of Second Timothy. Verse 1. I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead, the living and the dead, at his appearing in his kingdom. Preach the word, be instant, in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort, with all long-suffering and doctrine. He was to preach the word in season and out of season, meaning when it's convenient and when it's not convenient, all the time. And that's what we need to do too. In order to keep this word of God alive, we need to be preaching it all the time so that this word of God can keep spreading and that it doesn't die off. And let's look at 2 Timothy chapter 3, starting in verse 1. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures, more than lovers of God. So there's going to be these fierce times. Let's look down at verse 12 of this chapter. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned 
and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. See, there's going to be these rough times where there's going to be these people (laughs) that aren't so pleasant to be around and there's going to be persecution and evil men that get worse and worse. But Timothy was told to continue in the things that he had learned and been assured of. And that's what we need to do too. In the midst of the evil of this world, we need to continue in this word of God. Verse 15. And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. And that can be translated as to be equipped, fully equipped for all good works. See, it's the scriptures, the word of God, that will equip us. So in the midst of all the evil that we'll see in this world, we need to continue in the scriptures, continue in the word of God. And in 1 Timothy chapter 4, there's some other stuff that shows that God's word will enable us to stand in the midst of chaos. Let's look at 1 Timothy chapter 4. In verse 1, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. See, there's going to be people who will depart from the faith, from the right way of believing, because they'll listen to deceiving spirits and teachings that originate from the devil. But down in verse 13 of this chapter, Timothy was told, Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. He was to make sure he took time to read the scriptures, and he was to exhort others, and he was to give attendance to doctrine. And that can be referring to It was important for him to keep teaching the scriptures and also that it was important for him to give heed to the right doctrine, the accurate word of God, to make sure that it was 
accurate and healthy teaching. Verse 14 says, Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy, with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. Meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them, that thy profiting may appear to all. Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing this thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. See, by continuing in the doctrine, continuing in the Word of God, Timothy will be able to save himself from that bad stuff that I talked about at the beginning of chapter 4. And he would be able to save others too. Those that would listen to him. Also, let's look at the book of Jeremiah, chapter 23. During the times of Jeremiah, there was also bad teaching floating around. But Jeremiah was to be faithful to speak God's word. And it would be the word of God that would trump the bad teaching. Here in chapter 23, there's some verses that give us an idea of what was going on at that time. In verse 11, it says, For both prophet and priest are profane. Yea, in my house have I found their wickedness, saith the Lord. See, the people that were supposed to be God's people, they were profane and wicked. In verse 16, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Hearken not unto the words of the prophets that prophesy unto you. They make you vain. They speak a vision of their own heart and not out of the mouth of the Lord. And in verse 25, it says, I have heard what the prophets said that prophesy lies in my name, saying, I have dreamed, I have dreamed. How long shall this be in the heart of the prophets that prophesy lies? Yea, they are prophets of the deceit of their own heart, which think to cause my people to forget my name by their dreams, which they tell every man to his neighbor, as their fathers have forgotten my name for Baal. See, there was these prophets that were prophesying lies and these dreams that would be harmful to God's people. But look at verse 28. The prophet that had the dream, let him tell a dream. And he that hath my word, let him speak my word faithfully. What is the chaff to the wheat, saith the Lord? Is not my word 
like as a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces? What is the chaff to the wheat? It said in verse 28. Chaff is thin, dry, scaly stuff that surrounds actual wheat. And sometimes part of the process of removing it involves throwing the wheat up into the air to where there will be a light wind that will blow away that chaff. See, there were those people that were prophesying lies and these dreams that would do bad stuff to the people that would follow those words. But God was saying, let them tell those dreams. But then let the people that have my word speak my word faithfully. Because what is the chaff to the wheat? What are those lies and all that, all those garbage teachings compared to the Word of God? The Word of God that's like a fire and like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces. So we don't need to be intimidated by lies and by the bad teachings that the devil gets moving around in this world. We just faithfully speak God's word and those lies and all that garbage, it won't be able to stand up to God's word. It won't be able to hold a candle to God's word. And the last scripture I want to read is Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, which says, For the word of God is quick, meaning it's it's living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. See, this word of God is living and powerful, and it's sharper than any two-edged sword. So it can enable us to stand in the midst of chaos, and it can trump all those lies and all the bad teachings that the devil moves around in this world. So we don't need to be intimidated by that stuff. We just need to hold on to God's words and faithfully speak God's words. <laughs>